gosh, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, and righteous food all across the 805. On this show, we're going to be breaking down our segments from our unique journalistic points of view in this beautiful place we call home. Spence, how you feeling? Feeling great. So much happening this weekend. We're recording this on a Friday morning, uh, but we got the Harvest Festival. We got Pier Under the Stars. Uh, many things happening. Agama down in uh, Port Wainimi has a touch of truck where the kids get to climb all over the first responder trucks and do that. It's really, really a good weekend for us. And we have another one for the Lovers of Ventura. Yeah, Love Ventura has been the name that popped up in Ventura over the last two years. Everyone thought eventually that it was Ventura Forward. If Ventura Forward ever would have been a nonprofit, we probably would have labeled ourselves like Love Ventura. But here came a couple named Greg and Sarah Abrams. They started a nonprofit. It's kind of what I call a conglomerate nonprofit. They broke off of an umbrella. These love uh, nonprofits are up and down the state of California. Started in Modesto, California, I believe, where Greg and Sarah are from. But hey, bless them for coming down, putting time and energy, coordinating a lot of resources. They've got 15 different projects going on throughout the city between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. tomorrow on October 7th. We record in our podcast on Fridays, as we all know, dropping them on Fridays. So if you want to join Ventura Forward, here's the best part. We've partnered with them this year to do our project ourselves. So Ventura Forward will be at Plaza Park tomorrow around 8 a.m. Come on out, hang out with Ventura Forward, and then we will be at the YMCA location on Telegraph Road. That's Telegraph Road. College Drive area. I think we all know where YMCA is. Come out there. We're planting five trees, putting 20 shrubs down. So beautifying the campus of the YMCA. And it's nice to do that uh, so organically with the people of the city doing the work. Because if you want to get something done, grab a shovel. Yeah. And you've seen it too many times. Cutting through uh, the day-to-day red tape. You just go out and you clean up stickers. You paint a wall. You do stuff like that. And everybody's happy. It looks good. And it didn't take two months to get it done. No. And that's what I really like about Love Ventura is kind of like the deficiencies that Ventura Forward has. Love Ventura has picked up some of the stuff to help those volunteers. I wish that sometimes a Ventura Forward and my concept could plan events two, three, four months in advance. But we move a week or two in advance to get things done right away. I want to tell you about some of those projects coming up forward. But in the interim giving a big shout out to Love Ventura again for their effort that they're putting in. Yes, the signs are all over town. Yes, they might have been from out of town to come in here. Yes, they still live in Oxnard. Yes, they took the Ventura hardware store away from the avenue and made it into a mortgage place. But as you gentrify these areas, right, how is that gentrification coming into taking community spaces, making them businesses? But what are those owners of those businesses doing to give back? That's why I like Greg and Sarah. You can be, you can share that stoke. We talk about Ventura Ford all the time. The vibe is bringing that word local to realism. Just because you're born somewhere and you live there doesn't really make you a local. What makes you a local is loving the place that you live. And that's what Greg and Sarah did. So I'm supporting them in that fashion. Sounds good. One of the things that we have to do is remember, and I know this starts a lot of arguments with people, is when did you get here? Because when you talk about gentrification, in five years, people won't realize what it was. And everybody will obviously get their point of entry 
then they'll have lived here 15 years and they'll complain that it's not the way it was because it never is. So where do you find that balance? It is so key. The last podcast uh, that uh, that we had, mm-hmm. uh, straight out of Thousand Oaks, Mikey Taylor. Mikey Taylor. It was such a great conversation you two had because that is the deal. For us real old timers, and I consider myself one since I, I did get here in 61, you see the... the uh, county from a a different set of optics you know i'm looking through a different lens so at what point at what point it's such a hard argument and it's such a conversation that lives every day it's like this evolving morphing conversation that everyone's so involved with because when you come to the 805 it's the best and you want to be part of the best and know that some of the humility and some of the kind of letting your ego go when you get somewhere is part of your responsibility I met a guy yesterday, his name was Jeff, okay? I'm in Emma Wood on the, pla- you know, the, the parking lot above Emma Wood when you get off state beaches, you're going before sure. you hit the bridge, you park right there. I'm parking there, I see a sticker that says something bad in the sign. I don't clear stickers there because that's a surf spot. Surf spots, I leave alone for the culture. Guy's riding by on his bike, he sees me. Hey, you're the Ventura Forward guy, which is happening more than ever. I appreciate everyone saying hi. You know, I've never seen your videos before, but my friend talks a lot about you. Shout out Sean Tully for shouting me out. He goes, you know, I, I heard you go to city council meetings. I heard you're a big speaker. I want to go, but I just don't feel like I'm enough local for them to respect my voice. I'm like, dude, I respect more than you know what you're saying, but where are you from? He's from New York. Moved here two and a half years ago. 40 years old, but he's like, I want to understand this place more before I give my opinion. I go, that's a perfect example. Get somewhere. Let the community and marinate around you, and then your voice is just as powerful as as you bring it in. But if you come somewhere new, kicking and screaming, throwing your hands up, where I'm from, this is how we did it. Where I'm from, this it doesn't mean you got bad ideas. It means you haven't had a lot enough time for, what's the term like when the water comes together? Uh, I always get it wrong. Not, not, I always want to say immaculate. Confluence. Thank you, Spence. When rivers come together, it's a confluence. You need to really have a time to then get together and then let some of the 805, that Ventura culture, bleed into the culture that you're bringing to. And that's why California was always the best. And one of those things, it's in everything in life, a marriage. Well, what my mom used to do, oh, that's a bad way to start a conversation. (laughs) And if you're from California, if you go anywhere, do not ever because... Uh, what is a Texas shirt? Don't California my Texas. It's really a weird thing. When I lived in T.O. and I moved out here to Ventura, the, I was here four years, and I only voted on the national stuff because I didn't feel I had the right to put my inf- – I know that might sound like you're an idiot. Right. Uh, but I really said, you know what? I'm going to leave this to these people because I'm just some knucklehead runner on Weymouth. And I'm just going to let it go. I still voted national, state, and all of that. But when it came to the local stuff, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. And I, it sounds weird, but I didn't want to uh, impose my opinion on the people of this fine city. And that's for Venturans. 
and Ventura Forward tiers find themselves right now because we feel like we have that pulse of the community and that maybe we should be involved more, but we've been inundated by people wanting to push their agenda from the outside and they become politicians. The name, first and foremost, what I've been dueling with lately, Mike Johnson, right? The pirate from El Segundo that came here 10 or 15 years ago, moved his family uh, here, hasn't had a really working job in the city of Ventura the whole time he's been there, never being involved in the community, then had enough time the last eight years to be a complete politician from the water meetings to parks and rec meetings. So this guy inundated himself in the system, but then come to find out when he got elected in, his agenda is completely opposite from what the community wants, Spence. And it's interesting too, because I, I will fend for Mr. Johnson for a moment. Sure. How did he get elected? He must have said something to the people that they really liked. Because like you say, a classic out-of-towner who comes in and really did well in at least his, his jump up the ladder. So why didn't the locals, if we feel that way, sure. stop him? You know, he must have done something. He must have said something that a good part of the population agreed with, or he wouldn't have achieved the position he has. He did it by a way of being present for eight years, going to every meeting. He also did it, number two, by donating small amounts of money to organizations and group all over the city of Ventura. Most normal residents might give to one or two organizations, but if you go filter your money out throughout the community, your name starts to rise up. Number three, he never talked about his agenda before being elected. But isn't it funny that somebody would vote on that, not knowing what they're going to do? So, you and know, I have to stand neutral on that in a big way because being a film moron, Yes. You know, that that's my city. I have worked here, so I do believe I've got a dog in the fight because I've worked in this building for just about 31 years now. So I know Ventura quite well, been involved with a lot of local charities, but I still don't feel and I think part of it was I'm not a surf guy. I'm just not. I yeah. love the beach and I kayak, but I still feel like an outsider for the vibe that is the heart of Ventura. You're making some great points, and you would think, okay, that makes sense. How many people on city council do you think right now surf or go on the water on a one-month basis? I don't know. None of them. None of them go on the water. I, 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 Liz probably goes to the beach the most, and she's in a wheelchair, right? You got Jim Duran, Bill McReynolds, Doug Halter, Joe Schrader lives in Pierpont, never goes, to my knowledge, never goes in the water. Right, Jeanette Sanchez Palacios isn't going in the water, and that's the culture, the disconnect. Mike Johnson probably can't even smell the ocean with all due respect. And Spence, let me give you a line from Mike Johnson's Facebook post that proves exactly what I'm saying. Because if you've been in the community 10 plus years, you've been on council for over three years now, right? Would you say a line in a Facebook post? This should not surprise anybody, but I think we need more housing. Right. You wouldn't use a line like this to surprise anybody because if you were forthcoming, everybody would know. Mm -hmm. They would know what your agenda is. One, two, three, four, five. Like, you know, Ventura Forward is all about safety. Number one, mental health, awareness and accountability Two, backing the police department and the fire department. And three, creating community outlets to protect our children and women. That's what it's at right there. Right. We can get down into your things. But when you're a politician, and you don't want to disrupt the people, the less you tell them, the better. And that is destroying freedom and the democracy in America through the democratic process. Look at how the Democrats right now don't want to hold debates, right? I don't get that. 
Why aren't we holding debates when we have elections? Even maybe even on the lowest level, it's about hiding, not showing what your true colors are, tricking the voters to the point where even with um, Mike Johnson, we had a teacher at Buena High School. His name was Mike Johnson. There's a rumor that over 20% of the people that voted thought that they were voting for the old high school teacher at Buena High School. And that, but again, the other thing, the problem I have with that rumor, sure. if, if, there's, uh, if there's truth to it, that's one thing. But boy, learn. You know, really pay attention to stuff like that because that's a problem. And going back uh, to my feelings towards the city council, I think I know Jim Duran very well. I've worked a lot of charity events with him. He seems like a good guy. Uh, Doug Halter also is a person I knew from the past because I actually I was employed by him for a time. And he was in on a lot of uh, civic, of, and anything from the Rubicon to the Botanical Garden. So those are the two that I, I feel I know. Yeah, and that's good because Doug and Jim, whether you disagree with their agenda in a sense, put themselves out in the community and made it known what they stood for. That's what someone like Mike Johnson didn't really do and what Ventura Forward noticed and why we came out pushing our uh, agenda and our opinion more than everybody else. So there was no discrepancy. There was no you know, misinterpretation about what was going on. And you know what? That gets, you have more haters that might get people talking about you more. I've been calling polarized more, too opinionated. All of those things go along with my personal opinion, the American spirit. You tell me one American who's been known in this country who didn't have that, you know, instincts to be a rebel, to be a go-getter. I mean, I believe that's what it is. And we want to encourage everyone to do this. This isn't about Spencer Norn. This is about Spencer Norn and Tom Spence being one examples, having their individual voices and encouraging others to have their voice. And that's what we got to do. No longer can we have city council members be voted in that we don't completely agree with and understand in that certain situations. Now, do we always get the person that we want in? No. Because that there always isn't two or three names in the ballot that we might prefer. So where am I going with this? Get involved more. If you're sitting there thinking to this, I could do that. I want to be that person. Let's encourage you to do that. We've got 10,000 people behind you locally that want to support your campaign, hear your motivation, hear your agenda, so we can have a fair take on an election. There's names coming up on this next ballot that are going to give Mike Johnson a run for his money, Spence. I have the name. I can't say it yet because I want to have respect for this gentleman. But I dropped a little hint last week, too. Mike Johnson doesn't have a mountain to climb this next election, and he knows it. Well, again, when you look at stuff like this, I think the other reason why I seem a little soft in these conversations is being on air on KVTA, I do try to be, is it Switzerland? I do try to be a little bit uh, allowing all opinions to come through. And, you know, some people get mad at me when I let one person on and then another. And it's just funny. So I think that's the other reason why I keep my stances mostly personal, because uh, I do feel more of a pipeline effect with me than somebody who is going to pick a fight or stand by somebody. Absolutely. And to make the importance of that, please come to the meeting on Monday night where we're talking again about the general plan, the reformalization of each parcel in the city of Ventura, because the land value is only worth as much as the plan. Make sense? So mm -hmm. if you have a piece of land right now and it's for, uh, let's say, light industrial, okay, or just an example, and all of a sudden it goes to five stories mixed use, your land value just went up a lot. So it always says to everybody, why is the cost of living so high? Why is this? It's because it goes along with the general plan and how much the government 
from the elected officials are changing the plan of the city of Ventura, making each land be a different price. Example being the Montavo Auto Repair Center. Okay, it's coming up in the meeting this next week. I am steadfast on keeping that as an auto dealership. I'm not worried about money. I'm not putting houses there because we need certain functioning parts of our city, like having your place to have your car worked on, where you can get good barbecue. We gotta keep this retail space, our places for people to have jobs, to build community, to have some stability with our environment, not just keep thinking that it's housing, 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 housing. Really, again, this is where the community wants to speak in 80%. Will council listen to them? We're going to find out Monday night. And there's a great point when you look at, we used to go down to Malibu a lot. Some of our favorite, Malibu Inn, anybody from the old school. It was one of the biker stops, then they do their runs. Um, you know, it, it was just fun. And we would always go there. And the thing that killed us, because everybody's heard, a pretty rich area. And we would see like in one strip mall, the, the way they were back then, there'd be a vacuum store. And we'd think, how the hell does that guy a vacuum store what kind of money does he turn and that's what could happen here what you're getting at is if you keep building stuff you're gonna where can i get my car fixed because that kind of retail won't be able to afford the real estate so you could lose a lot of services that hire local they're local people making their money and it is interesting when you just start mowing everything down what do you end up with and there could be an issue with that absolutely there could you just end up with you know, chain stores and uh, and a bunch of houses. And there is the funkiness of this area that is attractive. But if you did own the place that had the oil and lube store and somebody said, here's two million, mm-hmm. what would you do? Would you, would you stand and say no? Just like somebody growing avocados. Hey, you got 20 acres there. We want to build houses. We'll give you uh, $25 million. Okay. You know, yet it's, a lot of people do bend to the gigantic cash that's offered up to them, and God bless America. I agree completely that that's happening. At some point, the community has to come above your wallet. If we keep, I bet you the same person who's doing that is saying, oh, we sold out to China. Everything is made in China. Mm-hmm. But if I sell my land here, I could get more money. Look at yourself in the mirror. I know it's tough. I get it. Everyone says family first, Right and then your money, and then normally your community. That's what I believe that the philosophy is right now. But if you go back to America, you go back to the human being, you go back to tribes, we needed each other to survive. That's why we're the greatest ever because we got together as groups. Some are hunters, some are gatherers, some are caretakers. Now you have 300 homes in one neighborhood and you've got 300 lawnmowers in every garage. Why can't me and my neighbor and my other neighbor all share the same lawnmower? It's an ideal philosophy that community has fallen off. Trading goods. We don't trade goods anymore with our neighbors. We all want to sell them, get the taxes involved. That causes more money again. So the government has gotten themselves so involved in America, they don't know which way to turn. You look at what's happening right now up at the House of Representatives in Congress, I think is a good example of the dysfunction in America. We have forgotten how to do business, Spence. Another thing is $20 to uh, flip a burger at McDonald's. Uh, that's another place where the government has gotten in, which is causing wild inflation. When you think of what jobs pay 20 to $25 an hour and you can get that in fast food, it's kind of, they call it wage compression. So I would prefer the government to stay back. But again, I can't point the finger at anybody 
because I've never had the point where I think, boy, I got two kids. I could sell this for that much money, sure. get the heck out. Until that temptation is placed in front of me, I don't really know how I would react to it. But it does bring in a complicated equation, and there's a lot of strife. What the community is asking for, when I haven't created yet, but is my dream vision, is to create a third investor in a situation, right? If a piece of land goes for sale right now, it's going to a almost like a developer or an investor or the government, right? Or a lot of these things, the government's mixed involved. Because you say affordable housing, these are going into government programs, right? If you build, let's say, on the 211 building on Thompson and Figueroa, they're going to build 80 buildings. 14 of them are then affordable units. That's giving power to the to the government and those 14 units to then supplement income for the time being it's and the other thing is which is a real joke around here what's an affordable unit yeah you know, what's the price on it still i i'm working in an area that deals with rent a lot mm -hmm. and i'm seeing places going for three thirty two thirty five four thousand a month and you put that noose around somebody's neck to live in this community and that's rent out and you know somebody right there you figure 35 to forty thousand dollars a year is going off to your landlord i'm getting a little rug burner on my neck right now paying thirty seven hundred dollars a month spence as you know and so i'm living it that's why i think our relationship so is what's affordable housing that's the question you know what they go off of and this is where i think the conversation is gets quite ridiculous it starts with an equation that goes, how much of your monthly income should be put towards rent? Well, in the old days, it was, uh, in the good old days, it was a quarter, then it moved up to a third. I moved up to a third. And my point saying there is though, but who is the standard that says 25% should be there? Because if I'm somebody and I wanna pay 65% of my monthly income on rent, that's my choice, right? So I think it's somewhat of a fictitious equation that they've used to make money because you're like you said, you can move the pendulum. If it's at 25% now, then it's at 35%. How do we move it back down to make it more realistic? That's the question that no one can answer because it doesn't seem affordable because that number keeps going up. But how do you make money is the most important part in Southern California. You can do the jobs on the ground or you can do the jobs online. So when they push the jobs online, again, there moves the retail space away. Like we said, the, the, the Avenue Hardware Store different places that can't afford to be there anymore because they're being priced out almost by the cost of living, rent, and how much it costs to pay your employees. Yeah, and all of that makes you think, I could sell this for a million, I'm out. And I don't care what they put up, I'm just getting out of Dodge. So these are questions we do have to ask straight up because you figure if a couple or a person who is paying rent here doesn't make 100, 110 grand, they're really struggling to, to meet that, uh, that uh, 30%. Get, get reinventive with how you think about it. Maybe bring an extra roommate into your three-bedroom home. That's what you maybe, have to do. Maybe keep your kids in your house a little bit longer. Maybe allow grandpa to hang out in your house a little bit longer as well, like change his diaper. Is, is it that bad that you have to change your dad's, wipe your dad's ass? Is he it did you, right? I, I, <laughs> I was wiping kid. my grandpa's ass. I moved here from Ventura to, let's say it again three times, but literally to wipe his ass. And I was letting my grandpa go. I wanted to keep him home as long as I possibly could. And it benefited my aunt living there because... My grandma Betty just passed away last week. Uh, God bless my grandma Betty and my wife's. Well, we missed podcasts last week because I was in Seattle, didn't mm -hmm. we? So last week we took off. She was 99 years old. She was absolute matriarch of the Jewish family coming from the Shulman family who started the Alaskan Beverage Company. Her, her brothers started that off. Just an amazing socialite. I don't think she ever had a real job in her whole life. 
She's from that old generation of just a housewife, socialite, keeping the women together, a mahjong group of 25 people, and she outlived them all. And it's just that sense of we're, we're losing that time and respect of our elders. You know, now we've got elders right now. What we need to build the most in this community is more senior living facilities. One bedroom, I believe, communities, almost like the manufactured home. My grandmother, my other grandmother, my wife's other grandma still alive. God bless grandma. Shirley, she lives in those retirement communities. We have a few of them in Ventura mm-hmm. on the east side. We need more of those because there's so well, many. Well, Leisure Village yeah. is uh, one. There's so, many comu- there's so many communities. I mean, seniors right now living in three-bedroom, four-bedroom homes. The houses aren't being turned over. And when they get turned over, they're going into short-term vacation rentals or they're going into uh, different investments. We really got to get some parameters on what can happen for the sale of home. Again, I don't like control, but right now, there is no control what's happening to housing. We get to short-term vacation rental, how many homes you can buy, uh, Prop 13, going into investment homes, living. Or, so if, you, if your dad bought 10 homes in 1935, you're still paying taxes from 1935, and you're wondering, why aren't the roads being paved again? That's exactly why the roads aren't being paved, because the tax base isn't being sufficient enough for the needs of the community of the infrastructure. Yeah, Prop 13 changed everything, and there's a lot of uh, folks in my age group, you know, baby boomers who inherited or you know took over mom and dad's house, and they are dealing with, some of them are paying $500 a year in taxes because they're paying on a house that was probably valued in the 80,000, that's right folks, 80,000 range, and they're paying taxes on that because it hasn't changed, no quick claim, anything like that. So uh, a different world, but I also say for the people, God bless them, who got yep. that advantage, good for you. You know, just don't pretend, you know, the old born on third and you act like you hit a triple. But I would say, uh, God bless your parents for making that great decision and having the wherewithal to purchase the house back then and carry it through. So uh, we, people in that situation, thank your lucky stars. Play the game, but don't steal from the pot. Yeah. Right. Play the game. Don't steal from the pot and respect your community and stop saying I have mine. I have mine. And the government's going to give you yours. And that's what Mike Johnson going back to him again. I'm going to keep this whole conversation going because let me read to the top of his post too. come Monday night to city council meeting and join me there. There's going to be another hundred people there speaking for the next 25 years. I really want to encourage you to show up. I want to say again, thank you to our sponsors right now. We've got a big shout out coming for Ray Fresco. Always bringing those beats. They've been bringing the jams from the beginning of the intro to the end. Thank you so much, gentlemen. We're doing that Goodwill Industries of Ventura and Santa Barbara counties. Big one. Johnny's, Spencer McKenzie's, Pete's Breakfast House, the Ventura Music Hall. Just to name a few of our sponsors, we'll get more of them out there. How about calling out West Coast Science? Or how about Pacific Coin on Main Street? These are people that are seeing the benefit of partnering with Ventura Forward and using that social influence to create a conversation. What's the best form of advertising, Spence? The best form is a personal recommendation. When somebody says, I love those people, word of mouth is the best. Radio is second, by the way. <laughs> no, I have to correct you there. Streaming and online services is number two. <laughs> and which we do have with kvta.com. <laughs> All just, of the above. I'm kidding, Spencer, because we always joke about how I'm supposed to be the young guy. He's the old guy. I say radio. He says streaming. That's a joke, but he's right. Word of mouth is what it's about. And Friendly that, recommendation. And that's what Ventura Forward's doing. We're bringing extra words and extra mouths. Mike Johnson post starts off like this. Sausage making 101. What does sausage making mean? 
sausage making. Everybody loves sausage, but nobody wants to see it made. It's an old political statement that politics is ugly. Mm. And so people will say everybody loves to eat sausage, but nobody wants to see it made. And a lot of times the grind that you go through in politics is like making sausage. Interesting. That's where it comes from. I like making sausage. Mm -hmm. Have you made sausage before? I have not. But you don't make sausage the way those guys make sausage. I did. No, but I mean icky, like, you know, the the sweeping off the floor stuff. uh, You know, like what's in a hot dog type of a statement. So that's what they're talking about. The grimy ick. Of, of I'm thinking it. of Norn's Market sausage. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> when I was ten, when I was ten years old, anything kosher is going to be lovely and brilliant. Anything uh, like that, but the making of sausage generally is what's in a hot bat, dog. Bat, I got it. You don't want to know. Ten four. It says last night there were, a, and this is why I'm bringing up my Johnson so much. Last night there were a couple motions I made, then withdrew, which somebody found outrageous. Who do you think that somebody is? Me. So here he is getting the lonely public comment guy into his social media feed, which I love. He would probably deny, but that's me. Now, moving forward again, I also call him the pirate a lot. The three, because he used to have three beards. He was really cool. I call him a three bearded pirate before the, the relationship went sour and I knew he was against the community, which everyone's going to know from now on. He says here, though, in a little quote here, and I quote, it's not because I want to pull the gangplank. It's something about the particular project. Who uses the word gangplank anymore either? I found that was very interesting. Like here he is, you know, feeding into more of that pirate term. So the man who actually lives in the VC area, we all know Ventura College Pirates. We got to come out and fight hard for what's going on in our city. Come out to city council Monday night and let it be heard about what's going on. And when you give public comment, for fun too you might want to be careful because mike johnson might come off the dais and out in front of the public commentary and talk to you spence because a little side note happened last week that i want to tell you about my after my public comment it's 12 30 at night it's 12 30 it's late but these council members decided to go late and so my first question is this in mike's message here too it says i signaled to my colleagues so we can stay on track when it's late we need to just get shit done. That's not like a comment you want to hear from a, uh, a council member. Not for me. My main question is this. When's late? If the council meeting starts at 6 and it goes at 1230, at what point is he saying it's late and he's not going to just use his best tuition but just get shit done? I'm just curious. 10 o'clock? 1030? I think that's an interesting point because that's just an excuse again that you don't want to face the facts, that you don't say what your agenda is and what your passion and your motivation is. You want to keep using excuses that the time isn't allowing you to get things done. So when you came off the dais to talk to me at 1230, wasn't it late then? Why didn't you just go home and why did you want to come out and talk to me? So those are some fun things. I got to keep going full circle because I'm not having fake, false, unprofessional people lead this city anymore. Ventura Ford's behind me. We're getting new candidates coming forward. One thing about meetings are a lot like baseball. You can have a two-hour, 20-minute game, or it can go to 19 innings. And, and that is one of the dynamics. And this is why when I loved baseball when I was a youngster, the beauty of baseball is you never know. 
when you get into it, and sometimes with these meetings on the agenda, you know sometimes, ooh, that's stacked, boy. We're dealing with a huge issue. They want to put a high-rise on the beach. You're going to get people down the street out the door. So sometimes meetings will go long, but that it's, it's an interesting point that how long should a meeting be? Ding, we're over, and you, you, you close shop, and it's too late. Coming to 11 o'clock, you have to motion to keep the meeting going. So that's a good point. I think justifiably 11 o'clock is normally the benchmark because once it hits 11, you have to make a motion to keep it moving. And that's a majority seconds and then you're good to go. You have to get a vote. Yeah. A majority vote. Okay. So I did not know. Yep. If you're that tired, right? Cut it off at 11, come back. But no, they don't want to say that the the government, that the the community is important. They want to say, Oh, we're tired. We're going to just get shit done. Let's keep the meeting going. How is that the best interest of the community? I don't get that at all. Uh, so I'll bring up something up. We're going to wrap this podcast up. Moving forward, let's talk a little baseball. It's a baseball playoffs. I got to bring up Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers. This is going to be a fun time of year. Get involved. Support your local teams. But this Saturday night at 640, you're going to see a playoff series start between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. I'll have the opportunity to go down to the ravine. I wish you were coming with me, Spence. But you know, which kid do you want to leave home? <laughs> which kid? Let me Daddy, see. how come? You know, they've both been pretty good lately. Okay, they've been good. So the wife stays home. Wife stays home. That'll work. <laughs> you know what's so funny? She's such a, a trooper. She probably like, I can get some work stuff done at work. But we've been looking forward to it. I just want to really encourage everyone to get out there. Whether it's Friday night lights, we talked about going to the Agora at Newbury Park game tonight. We've got Boyna at Rio Mesa. The Ventura Cougars are headed up to San Marcos. So get out there and get involved. There's a lot of good things. A game is happening. I want to give a shout out to Larry Anter, the coach of the A game basketball program. He's doing some great work. Give a shout out to Nicole Guardia, who's been coaching some of the rise volleyball stuff. So there's just kids out there playing, playing and playing. Shout out to all the volunteers, coaches and keeping it going. That's right. Uh, It's all about having a good time out here. And there's plenty of times to be had. We do have the Harvest Festival this weekend. We have Pier Under, 4 to 7 o'clock for a Saturday. Remember, you cannot buy tickets at the gate, at the opening. you got to go to eventbrite.com. That's the way they're running it. Stephen Gama, touch a truck. That sounds so odd, but it's great for the kids. Kids can hop on all of the first responders. All, they're all there showing you the heavy equipment that they use. It's a good thing to do. That's Wainimi Beach at the Alaskan Memorial Many, many things to do. Hopefully you're listening right now. Uh, so you know, and uh, we're done. We're off. Yes, we are. But I, oh, I got one more small. One more. Th- for the podcast, we all know about Nancy O'Connor, the Parks and Rec director, how we went into a major investigation with Spencer before. The breaking news, if you only listen to the podcast, maybe don't follow the Instagram, is Nancy has officially retired. As of last Friday, the Parks and Rec director is no longer working for the city. That makes me very happy that we have new leadership coming in. I believe in all organizations, maybe a five, 10-year period, get some new life in there, just like that pristine pond that Sam Buenaventura is. You guys are faithful listeners. You're forward tears. Everyone use grace and kindness. I've been hearing messages. Be grace. Be kind. I want to do that to everybody I possibly can, but I will stand. I will fight for the betterment of our community backed by Tom Spence, the forward tears. All of us have our own individual opinions, but let your opinion be heard. Uh, Spence, do you have a good time? Had a great time. 
Good times. I can't wait. This weekend's going to be fun. Got a lot going with the family. Cole's got a hockey game Saturday night with CLU. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a good time. And go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Go out there and be yourself. Share the stoke. And Ventura forward we go. Until next time, let's go.